Today on Locked On Canadians, the Habs beat the Blackhawks, and we have our weekly three up and three down. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to episode 933. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. My name is Laura Saba, also known as The Active Stick, and I'm not joined, as always, by the wonderful Scott Matlett today. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here. However, I am here on your Monday episode We will be talking about that Habs-Blackhawks game. And also, um, we're going to be doing our weekly three up and three down. Unfortunately, Scott couldn't be here for it. Sometimes I'll wait for him for the Tuesday show. But there were so many positives to highlight over the course of this weekend. There have only been two Canadians games and two Rocket games. Um, and But there's still plenty of good things to say. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is obviously the Canadians game versus the Blackhawks. Um, if you want an overall kind of summary of how I felt about the game is that I thought the Canadians controlled the game for most of most of it. And even in tough spots, like, you know, sometimes like they have a really tough time with adjustments sometimes in the second period. I thought the Canadians were doing really well for the most part. Again, the Chicago Blackhawks are not exactly a stellar team. I'm not about to call them anything but that. You know, they were in the bottom of the league last year. They're expected to be a bottom feeder this year as well, despite having Connor Bedard. But I felt that the Canadians controlled the game. They either had the puck possession, and when they didn't, they played really intelligently without it. It felt like the the Blackhawks were no match. The only times, honestly, I felt like the Blackhawks were kind of in the game or were, I guess, were dangerous in the game uh, was when they had the man advantage. So I want to talk a little bit about that penalty kill. It doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look great. Um, it doesn't instill confidence. Like when you're watching them on the ice, for me, specific things keep happening where it feels like the Canadians aren't in the right position or they're a step behind in terms of the opponent's plan, right? So when the opponent has the man advantage and you're, t- you're, you're looking at two very different teams, right? It was against Toronto uh, the first night and then the Blackhawks on Saturday night. I didn't feel confident. I didn't feel like the Canadians were getting in the lanes as much as they should have. I didn't feel like the Canadians were able to take control. You know, sometimes like the opponent will have the man advantage, but the team on the penalty kill is still dictating the pace. It's still dictating how things go. Didn't love it, but didn't hate it. Like it wasn't an abject disaster. It just felt to me like that was a potential for the Canadians to lose a game, right? Like let's say a night's going really well for them. Like if they don't tighten up that, that penalty kill, that could be the difference for them in terms of whether they stay in a game, they win, or they end up letting the score get away from them, letting the opponent back into the game. So that's something that I really felt like they should work on. 
And I know that Martin St. Louis did allude to it, right? Like they do need to practice it a little bit more, but he made the joke that, you know, he doesn't want to see it in action on the ice. He wants to see it in action in practice, which is fair, but they definitely have some things to figure out there. Um, so that was really the biggest thing. But otherwise, I liked the way they played against Chicago. I also liked the way they played against Toronto. Like Toronto is, I wasn't here for that, right? Scott did that recap. So for me, like Toronto is... Um, is an opponent that is obviously so much more talented and so much better than Chicago. But at the end of the day, I liked the way the Canadians stayed in that game. I liked the way the Canadians kept up with the pace in that game. There were moments and stretches where, you know, it looked like they could win. They, they did win. They, they, I mean, sorry, they had the lead. They gave up the lead, right? The reason they didn't win was because they gave up a lead, but they did dominate for stretches. They did control for stretches, despite the opponent being so, so fast and skilled. And so I feel like, Right now, I feel like the the way I did last year, you know, when the when the Canadians came out of the gate, they showed us a lot of positive signs. The one thing that happened, though, which is unfortunate and um, full disclosure, I am recording this on Sunday evening. So at this point, there has not been an update to this yet. But one bad thing that happened that is also reminiscent of last season was a key injury. Uh, So Kirby Doc left the game. Uh, did not return with a quote-unquote lower body injury as of this moment that I'm recording this. We did not get an update, um, so I'm a little bit concerned. It could be nothing, or he could be out for stretches of time. Um, there were a couple of people that pointed out that it did seem like he was playing through something in the preseason as well, and just like think about it. Think about how good he looked. Let's say he had something tweaked, or there was something going on. Maybe it's that you know usual fall groin injury that all hockey players have because they're you know they're getting back into the swing of things. Um, I, somebody pointed out that it seemed like he was playing, but like, look at how well, how spectacularly he played, um, in that first regular season game, as well as in the preseason, still playing through whatever it is. So my hope is just something like a a tweaked groin or something. It's not going to take too long for him to get back. Uh, but in the meantime, you got to think about who's going to take his place. And I think for me, the only choice is Sean Monaghan. And now I'm getting a little bit nervous because I don't want to jinx poor Sean Monaghan. He's the most injury prone out of this entire injury prone team. Uh, But I thought that I think that he's the best person to put in there temporarily. I don't think a full season of that is what the doctor ordered necessarily. But I think that for the next few games, like he's the one that can kind of he has that ability that creativity he's not as fast as he used to be he's you know he's still very injury prone he's getting older he's on the older side but I think that he's the one that could bring the best out of um the line mates oh my god (laughs) I'm like forgetting the name right now this is what happens when I'm recording by myself and there's no Scott um and I'm getting very 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 intensely into you know like I'm seeing myself too much on this screen. Um, I, I want to say, uh, oh my God, uh, Newhook and, and Slavkovsky. Um, so for me, like that's, you know, that line was a revelation. I think you want to try and keep that line together as much as possible. So in the, ab- in the absence of one of them, you don't mix things up. You don't mess things around a lot. You try and keep it together, switch out that center, put somebody who has that same creativity um, and that same ability to read plays and think think um, strategically, think two steps ahead or two plays ahead or whatever you want to call it. So let's say Sean Monaghan, but let's hope desperately that Kirby Doc comes back as soon as possible. Um, I do want to say a nice thing 
and um, I mean, there, I have a lot of nice things to say, actually. Spoiler alert, the three up, three down is really uh, one down and like 40 ups. Uh, I'm not ready to call it yet, but it looks like the power play is slowly getting better over the course of, I'm counting the preseason. Um, it seems like it's slowly getting better. Uh, it looked much better on Saturday night. It might have just been me and my optimism. I just felt so good watching the Canadians play. Uh, and I did also want to say something. The Canadians didn't really do anything massive in terms of the player intros. Uh, and I felt that it was fitting. It felt, it felt like, you know, you should be able to welcome the team back but with fewer bells and whistles than usual. And I think it's pretty, like, we have missed the team, right? But they're still in this, like, early rebuild stage where I feel like overhyping them or having too much pomp and circumstance around them is not necessarily warranted. I don't know if I'm the only person that thinks that way, though. So, um, you know, let me know what you think. And also, I was very, very touched. Uh, well, touched. I wasn't the one who was being honored, obviously, Paul Byron, uh, with uh, the cheering and the and the standing ovation and the and the clapping and everything when he was shown on screen. Um, I was I felt like it was very heartwarming to see. That was like that gave me feelings. Yeah, there we go. I wasn't touched. It gave me feelings. Um, so that was another positive. But in the meantime, it is Monday. It is our three up and three down uh, usual like it's usually we have a segment of the downs and then we have a segment of the ups but like I said I have really one down and lots of ups slash honorable mentions so without further ado we are going to get into that in our next segment but first this episode is brought to you by Sleeper the Canadian season is well underway with a total of three out of four possible points in their first two games. And if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for this season. But to have a chance at winning big, all you need to do is play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And the Habs do have some players with promising potential this year, you know, promising point potential at least. Cole Caulfield, Dreislav Koski, Nick Suzuki, Alex Newhook, Kirby Doc, if he comes back soon. All you need to do is pick more or less stats for these players. You can choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Habs fans. A hundred times the payout on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right so you could win big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a 100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Habs fans, let's get into our three up and three down. Uh, so normally we'll do the three down first because we, you know, we, we don't want to bum everybody out by like ending on a low note. I think for me, really my one down for this week, and I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to pick on players so early in the season and things like that. The one down for me this week is the Ryan Reeves discourse. I am so sick of talking about Ryan Reeves. The game was on Wednesday, but for whatever reason, it's blown up into this whole thing, even in our comment section, but also like after after the Habs game was over, whatever other games that the, the Toronto Maple Leafs played, I have no idea. All I do is talk about Ryan Reeves. I'm so sick of this discourse. He's just a guy. He's a guy who does face punching. That's it. Um, and honestly, like I don't I don't really necessarily see why we should be talking about him. Everybody thinks the experiment is great. If you look at his on ice contribution, 
not great. Look at his numbers, his underlying numbers, not great. I just feel like we are spending way too much energy, way too much time talking about Ryan Reeves at this point. It is now Monday and I'm recording this on Sunday. Um, people are still talking about Ryan Reeves. I'm so sick of it. I'm tired of it. But I will say one thing. We have no tolerance at all for any racially insensitive or racist comments on this podcast. And I've had to erase a whole bunch of them and block people. That's like it's 2023. We shouldn't be doing this. Um, so that is our one big down. You can be sick of talking about him and you can have a negative opinion of him, but just no racist comments. I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. I literally cannot believe I am saying this right now. Um, but yeah, so our comments are back to being moderated. Thanks to that. In the meantime, um, I have a lot of ups and some honorable mentions. So as we discussed, the Canadians have played two games. The Rocket have played two games at this point, at the time that I'm recording this. I believe there's a game tonight on Monday night and a game on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but either way, there were a lot of positives that came out of both of them, uh, both, both teams. I think the first one that I want to mention is going to be Yoel Armia. I uh, got sent down, obviously, a very disappointing moment in, in an NHLer's career. And, you know, sometimes they don't react very well to it, but uh, all he's done is embrace the moment. Uh, played really, really well for the Rocket uh, in the first two games. Um, really with a positive attitude, like a great attitude, not sulking, not anything, just kind of taking the hand that he got dealt really well. And I, honestly, like, he's such a likable guy that I'm glad. And, like, it just kind of shows the kind of person and player he is. He's just a professional. You know, he got assigned to Lavelle. He got assigned to the Rocket. He's going to give it his all. He's going to do his best. Like, there's nothing more that the Canadians can ask for um, or the Rocket can ask for. And honestly, like, right now, like, this this year, the Rocket have a lot of really good young players. You want them to go as far as possible. You want them to push for a playoff spot. You want them to have a long playoff run. And he could be, if he doesn't get traded away or called back up, <laughs> um, he could really be a key to mentoring those young players to being a driving force. He could be a beast on the rocket, right? So I think it's all positive. And I, I did want to mention him as one of the ups because I was very impressed. Um, another up that I wanted to talk about is probably the most obvious Laval rocket up, and that's Joshua Wah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be on the Laval rocket for long. Um, I feel like he's very, very close to getting called up. All it's going to take is an injury or, you know, uh, whatever the Canadians might need for Joshua Roy to get a call back up. Like, honestly, he's so good. Even in, you know, he, he's even when he's not scoring, I'm seeing so much positivity from there that I can't, can't see him staying in Laval very long. I'm losing my breath. I'm so excited to talk about him that I that literally forgetting to breathe. Um and like we always knew that you know we always knew that he'd done everything he possibly could to look at like an offensive force uh to earn that spot he's still working really hard he's still showing so much positive like every every contribution that he's making to the games is positive right like the, the little plays as well as the big plays so i have no doubts about him he's also truly one of the ups of this week we, maybe we'll, we'll just do three laval rocket up and three canadians up um and the other, I was going to do an honorable mention, but I guess we can call it the three, the Laval three up this week was uh, Logan Mayu. He played really well in um, on Friday night. And 
he, there was this point where I thought maybe he had made a really stupid decision, face punching. <laughs> it looked like he might have bro- broken his hand, but he seems to be okay. But he really did play very well uh, in that Friday night game that the Rocket had. We can't not include him as one of the ups. Like I thought that was really, really positive. And I think overall, the way that I feel about the Rocket this year is that I'm feeling really confident. It's disappointing that they haven't won a game yet. Uh, also disappointing that, um, you know, they're being outplayed sometimes um, pretty dramatically in the first two games. And I know it's very early in the season. You don't want to, you don't want to lose the season though. You don't want to like let it get away from you um, too quickly. And so for me, like, I do think like I have a very positive feeling about them feeling very confident. I do feel like they're going to push for a playoff spot. They're going to be a contender this year. And I don't know if that's jinxing them, but it's also bias right like I know how many of the Canadians prospects are playing there right now and I and I know how I feel about those prospects but overall I'm feeling pretty strongly about the Rocket this year I'm going to try and check out as many games that I can they do have a four game home standard or like they, they play two of the games and I think they have two more games left before they go on the road um, so get those tickets while you can but honestly like I'm feeling pretty good about it um, maybe maybe I'll even get to see them in the playoffs in the spring but definitely if you're around check out the Laval Rocket get some tickets because the very least they're going to be exciting and at the most hopefully they do uh, contend in the playoffs I do want to see a long run I want to see you know like I haven't even talked about Sean Farrell yet so there's so many players that I want to see there's so many positive players the one unfortunate thing obviously is Emil Heinemann's injury but hopefully that's going to take care of itself before Tula. And uh, yeah, I guess there's a three up for the Laval Rocket. And we will have a three up for the Montreal Canadiens in just one moment. But first, this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with the eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion apply eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. All right, finally, the Montreal Canadiens up. Or three ups. I think I will start with, let's just get it out of the way. The power play obviously is slowly getting better. We need it to be vastly, vastly improved. And also the penalty kill, we need it to be vastly, vastly improved. Um, but let's talk about positives. I think Samuel Montalbo played really well. Obviously not a great opponent, but still. I don't want to like cloud that with the fact that the Chicago Blackhawks are not good. He played well in his first game at home on Saturday night. Uh, Raphael Harvey Pinard. I don't know if he should be an you know an honorable mention or one of the ups. Like I just again, I saw so many positive things and he was one of them. I think he did a great job um, showing that he's going to build on last season. He's not going to take any steps back. And I know people think have doubts as to his limitations or not, but honestly. To me, he's looking really, really good. Aside from Raphael Harvey Pinard, I also wanted to shout out Alex Newhook. Uh, two goals in two games. Not bad. Really, really not bad. 
Obviously, it doesn't necessarily seem like it's a sustainable pace, but I can't, you know, you can't fault him. Um, it's looking good so far, but I don't know if it's the chemistry with the line mates. Again, we don't know when Kirby Doc is returning, but so far in the first two games, very, very short amount of time. Um, it really, um, it's really looking like the experiment is, I don't know if I want to say it's paying off, but it's looking, it's looking positive. So Raphael Harvey Pennard, Alex Newhook, I think a big one is Kane Gooley and how well he played. Obviously he seems to be such a big target for opponents. Like they keep trying to take him out of games, which I think it speaks to his level of play. It says, it says a lot about his level of play. Um, don't like that. Don't love that, that he's a target for opponents, but he's really playing so well in the first couple of games. Like he's very physical. He's making his presence known, which I think is huge. Um, and I'm hoping that the injuries and, and, you know, people targeting him and stuff don't take him out for long stretches of time. I really want him to be durable because when he's on the ice, I, it gives me joy to watch him play defense. So he's also positive. I might as well just name all the players. Um, but, um, you know, I like, I'm going to save this for the very, very, very end. Um, I'm, I'm, but before that, I do want to like, obviously we don't know if Kirby doc is going to come back or not, but I hope he does because he was also one of the bright spots, like looking at that game on Wednesday night, the game against Toronto, that line looked so good. I mean, we had mailback questions about whether or not they should be the first line going forward or not. That's how good they looked. So I want, I want to see more from him. I'm hoping that he comes back soon and that line stays together so we can really see what the potential is. Cause again, like if the Canadians have two lines like that, they're gold and they're going to be doing really, really well. They're going to be giving opponents fits. And to me, what I care about is giving those opponents fits. And then finally, um, I want to talk a little bit about Cole Caulfield because I love him. Um, and also he is now on an 82 uh, goal pace with uh, only two games left in the season. I think uh, Scott and I had talked earlier about what his point total would be, the over-under, and I think it's going to be about 45 goals. I really think that it's not out of the realm of possibility that he scores 45 goals. He certainly determined to do it. But what I really liked about him is that he's come back from injury and he does not look at all a step out of place at all. He looks like even better than last year. And that's that's saying something because last year it looked like he had been freed, right? Like it looked like he had been given wings, like under Martin St. Louis, he was really thriving before he was shut down for the second half of the season. So for me, he's not only my first up, like he, I feel like we're going to be talking about him for many, many weeks, many, many Mondays. We're going to be saying he's our first up. Like, yes, he scored two goals, but it's not just that. It's about the way he is on the ice. He's constantly looking dangerous, no matter how big or how fast the opponents are. Like he seems to be, and sometimes like, honestly, you're looking at him in his line and he even looks a couple of steps ahead of Suzuki, which is honestly like unheard of. Like Nick Suzuki's the guy who like orchestrates the play in his head before it even happens, right? Like he's like the architect of that line. But even then, like Cole Caulfield is looking even more on the ball than Nick Suzuki. That that line is going to be really fun to watch. Um, it's going to be really exciting. Oh, I forgot my honorable mention for Jonathan Kovacevic. Um, Kovacevic, Kovacevic, Kovacevic. I think it's Kovacevic. 
Um, he's been doing really well as well, very, very quietly. Um, and we knew that. We knew that he's a really solid player. We knew his underlying numbers were fantastic. Um, but first two games, he seems to have picked up right where he left off, um, which is very, 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 very promising. I really hope that the Canadians find a way to keep him on for as long as possible. Eventually, he's going to be one of the people they sacrifice for uh, in terms of, of, you know, when they have too many defensemen at the NHL level. But I think for now, they need to make the most of it. Um, but back to Cole Caulfield. I think that the one thing that I'm worried about, honestly, is him being targeted uh, by opposing players because for whatever reason, like, I don't know, I just have like a like, really rough feeling that he's going to be chased around the ice. I guess the flip side to that is catch him if you can, uh, <laughs> goons. But at the same time, like for me, I think Cole Caulfield right now, is the one player every night that you're going to be able to count on for a really good game, but also to give the opponents fits every single night. In terms of what's coming up next, on Tuesday night, we've got a game against the Wild, and the Habs don't play again until Saturday against the Capitals. Um, I'm not sure what to expect from the Wild. Honestly, they're a team that I think is really really good but unexpectedly good if that makes sense like to me like I feel like looking at the way that the couple the past couple of years have gone for them in terms of like just you know roster turnover and things like that like I don't necessarily feel like I would expect them to be a tough opponent but it seems like they will be the Canadians will have their hands full with them but this is not a game preview for that because that is coming up on tomorrow's episode Scott will be back for that episode and I will be too um so it's just a little bit of unexpected in the last couple of weeks we've had a little bit of unexpected absence in solo episodes but we will be back hosting together uh tomorrow so please stay tuned for that you can in the meantime email us anytime at lockdowncanadians at gmail.com you can leave youtube comments if you want us to talk about something in the mailbag actually you can put mailbag uh question or just the word mailbag at the beginning of your comment on youtube you can find us on twitter at lo underscore canadians you'll find us individually on social media i'm at the active stick and scott is at scott matla please make sure you're subscribed to this podcast wherever you get your podcast as well as on youtube thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you tomorrow <laughs>